Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to Books, Booze, and Banter. Hello, hello. I'm getting really good at saying our name. I know. You're like three for three right now. I know. I'm so proud. <laughs> That's half of our episodes. <gasps> My God, it is. Since we're only on episode number six. We're going to throw a party when we do our 10th episode. We can do – why not throw a party every single time? That's fair. We kind of do. We have we booze every do. single time. That's true. That's, yeah, you know. We drink you know. every time. So but yeah, welcome back. I'm Chelsea. I'm Shalina. And uh, yeah, welcome back or welcome for the first time. We're glad you stumbled upon our podcast. Yes. Yes. Very glad. We are welcome for all listeners that we have. If you are joining us here today, we are doing a second part. Part so two. you should probably listen to the first one because yeah. this will be a little bit out of context. Be, you might be kind of confused. <laughs> a little bit confused. So last week we talked about It Ends With Us by yeah. Colleen Hoover and today we're doing the part two. Yes. Of it starts with us. I know. But first we banter. Yes. And we booze. And we booze. <laughs> Shamelessly plugging in my leggings that I spoke about last episode. So I oh, yes. uh, plugged in my episode or plugged in my episode, plugged in my leggings last week <laughs> and um, my new American Eagle leggings that are super duper fancy. And they are the Offline by Aerie Real Me High Waisted Crossover Legging. I feel like I've seen Instagram ads for those all the time, and like I'm trying really hard not to just buy random shit, but I kind of want them. But they're kind of the best because like the material (laughs) is like kind of workout material, yeah, or it you know it's soft enough to where it can just be like regular everyday attire material. But it's very nice, and like I said last time, I'm short, and so they have it in a short, which is very very helpful. Very because your girl is barely scraping five foot. I mean, I should probably still be in a booster seat. Barely helpful. Just barely kidding. helpful. Very helpful. Not barely helpful. Speaking of leggings, um, just a little PSA. The flare legging is in style right it's now. It's trash. It's yoga pants. Yeah. Stop calling it flare leggings. Yes. Also that. They were cool in 2010. Yeah. Now they're not. Oh my God. I had so many. Stop trying to bring that. Well, I had like the Victoria's Secret ones where like the top folds over. Yeah. It says like pink on the back of it or something stupid. I had some from Rue 21 because that was like my Rue 21 era. I worked yeah. there. It was terrible. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moral of the story is, is I hate flare leggings. Stop trying to bring them back. I just That's really I like we, there's certain trends. Of things that don't need to come back. Clear like, jeans. We were traumatized yeah. in our youth. True. I mean, and at the time, too, they didn't have, again, my own personal soapboxes. They did not have short um, yeah. offered at the time in most places. And so, like, my yoga pants were just, like, stupid long. Yeah. And they would get, like, all tattered at the bottom. Mm-hmm. and Or they'd just get really wet whenever all it rained. All flare pants did that. And yeah, I don't understand why, why you're trying to bring them back. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, they're a nightmare. Yeah. Okay? They, get, they get rain. That, yes. And it gets wet and comes all the way up oh, to your calf. Yes. So gross. And, I mean, that's the thing is before skinny jeans were in style, we would just, like, wrap those jeans up on our leg and stick them in our Ugg boots. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you know how annoying that yes, was? Yes. And so, like, now you don't have to do that because there's no. this thing called skinny jeans, and y'all are just trying to, like, take them out of style and bring back flares? Yeah. No. I will say the three pairs of Abercrombie jeans that I have are all straight legs. Straight legs. And leg I is will okay. allow a straight leg. I did. So, the <laughs> in my American Eagle order with my fancy leggings was a pair of straight legged, like, distressed jeans nice. and they're fine because they are pretty close to skinny jeans almost yeah but 
and they're an extra, extra short. Speaking of Abercrombie, they accidentally sent me a pair of jeans. They accidentally? Yeah, so I ordered, <laughs> well, it would be if they weren't so damn big. Oh, never mind. They're a whole size, like they're a 33, and I normally wear a 31 or 32, mm-hmm. and they're also a style that's made to be a little bit bigger. Oh, uh, yeah, so they're too So big. they're like, I got like low crotch. Mm. It's not cute. Yeah. Not I was fun. trying to like show Katie <laughs> through like pictures and she was like, no, no, you can make those cute. And I'm like, no, no, no. I got baggy crotch. It ain't cute. <laughs> you can't make that work. <laughs> okay. And as big as my butt is, it does not look great in those pants. So it's very sad. Does it not just like make your butt like bigger? No. Or longer? It makes it look like a, like a frumpy butt. Oh, yeah. I got frump butt. I don't want front butt. <laughs> you don't want a pancake booty. No. We're trying to get this thing to capital P status, okay? Capital like, I want to look like a capital P when I stand to the side. Oh, it took me a second to get yeah, it. I'm like, wait, yeah, what? I'm like, does what that what stand it. for something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fat with a P? Like no. P-H-A-T? Oh, my gosh. Bringing that back. <laughs> ba- baby fat. Oh, my God. I know. Wasn't that uh, Coralie Simmons? Wasn't that her Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, my gosh. What a bring throwback. It, bringing it back. Baby fat with um the, you know, fake Uggs yeah. or, you know. Freaking might as well. Everything else is coming back. Furry boots. Yeah, might as well. Bring Speaking that baby of fat. throwback. Okay, so Netflix put the first two seasons of Laguna Beach on. I saw that. And I watched them. And I was like. Why was I so obsessed with this show? Literally, fucking nothing happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's just it was so funny to watch again, and it's been twenty years. Yeah. And then I watched The Hills, and I was like, "Well, shit, this was fourteen years ago. Why do I still remember so much of this mm-hmm. shit happening?" Like I'm, so- I just look back and I'm like, "Why did I watch this?" I know, it's like there's no substance, nothing's no, happening. Literally, yeah, literally nothing's happening. But for some reason, I was very interested and very invested the time capsule of the clothing and it's so funny to me because it very much was like that original abercrombie hollister era where everyone wore low rise jeans long ass (laughs) t-shirts and like just tried to be as low rise jeans i swear oh i've (laughs) seen people trying to bring them back and i'm like keep that shit in the depths of hell muffin tops were not cute on any no because you had to be a fucking stick to not have one like you had to have no hips none Mm -mm. If you have hips, you're going to have a muffin I mean, top. even if you didn't have hips, but you just had, like, a little bit of extra body fat. Yeah. Like, that is just going to be squishing over the sides of the Yeah. Jeans. It was just not flattering no, at all. But we all it. wanted to wear that shit. For what is wrong with us? With our Hollister t-shirts that said Hollister on the Yeah. Front because it was so cool. But then here I am now, a total shill for Abercrombie. I went out last night. My entire outfit was Abercrombie. But look, they're bring, like, they're actually, like... To the point now to where... Yes, they're actually inclusive. They make clothes for real people on, I mean, with honestly, real bodies. And that's the thing. So, like, jeans and stuff like that are either going to come from, like, American Eagle or they're going to com- come from Abercrombie yeah. because um, they're the only ones that I can get, like, a curvy fit. Oh, and then yeah. I can also get it um, in a short. That so, curve or an love extra short. is just chef's kiss 10 out of 10. Like, I haven't worn a belt with jeans in months. Yeah. And it's been the greatest joy of anymore. my life. Yeah, you don't have to anymore. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, moving along. Um, we went on a whole last tangent. Yep. 
Okay, now that we spent time on our tangent, let's <laughs> talk about the booze portion of uh, books, booze, and banter. Yes, you provided the booze for this episode. I did. So, uh, if you listened to the last episode, then you know that um, the setting of the story is in Boston. And so, we looked up basically like the state drink of Massachusetts. Yeah. And it's actually just a vodka cranberry, which yeah. is kind of underwhelming honestly, i know and the same as what north carolina no that was the cherry bounce oh right which we is really just similar. made it a vodka cranberry because <laughs> yeah. we were lazy <laughs> but it was basically a vodka cranberry yeah um and so yeah it's very underwhelming um yeah. the state with so much history i mean i guess just the boston tea party i don't know if there's any other history there yeah <laughs> i thought about trying to do like a sweet tea kind of thing because i actually they have, have a drink tea? Well, no, but like a tea-based drink. Oh, okay. Because okay. I ha- I had um a drink like that at a um Italian restaurant in Bentonville, and it was so good. like a Long Island ass tea. No, no, no. <laughs> it legitimately had tea in it. It was okay. tea and bourbon, and I think honey, oh. and it was iced. It had maybe something else fancy. in it. It was oh my god, it was so good. So fancy. Anywho, um, but, but maybe yeah. we could have done a hot toddy or something. I don't know. Whatever. So, <laughs> you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, we just, we wing it. This is fine. <laughs> so, basically, um, it's a vodka cranberry. Like I said, very underwhelming. Um, but this is actually a vodka cranberry seltzer. Yeah. So, I found this brand. I'm assuming it's at anywhere else like normal, but it's yeah. called Neutral. Yeah. N-U-T-R-L. It's a vodka seltzer. And this is a cream. They have different flavors in the variety pack that I got. They have like cranberry, cranberry apple, cranberry grapefruit. And this is the cranberry grapefruit one because they were the only two that I had left in the fridge. Um, and I like them because they do not have like a weird aftertaste. But um, anyway, I found them whenever I was in New Orleans a few weeks ago. Nice. So I'm assuming that they're going to be everywhere else. Yeah. And I think whenever I looked it up, it's like some kind of Canadian seltzer. Oh, okay. So um, here we go. I haven't tried this flavor yet, so we'll see. But we're going to break up in the tops for you. So if you like that, you know, ASMR, BDSM type shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not going to yuck their yum. (laughs) Yes. No yucking yums unless they're illegal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think mm. yours was better. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I do. <laughs> oh, that's good. It is good. See, it doesn't have like a weird artificial sweetener yeah. aftertaste. I don't think it has artificial sweeteners that's in there. That's refreshing. It's, I think I saw in the can it was like natural. Yeah. So refreshing. Um, No weird flavor in there. It doesn't taste like a watered down fruit flavor like White yeah. Claws do. Yeah. That's the thing. Is I don't really care for White Claws or Trulies. I don't mind White Claws. Trulies, I find they're too sweet. I really like Topo Chico's, though. I feel like they're a good, like, good mix in between because um, they have more flavor than White Claws, but they're not as sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really good. And the grapefruit in it is not very, very like, tart. Like, yeah, it's very subtle. Tart, very you know? subtle grapefruit. You can taste the cranberry. It blends well together. Yeah, very nice. Not um, very refreshing and not really... Uh, it's not gross for yeah. one and it's only 100 calories and it's gluten-free i dig it oh, i right. dig it i'm gonna give that a nine out of ten yeah i'll probably give it a 10 out of 10 because in the world of seltzers this is definitely the best one i've had so far yes i only knocked off a point because it has grapefruit and i'm not a big fan of grapefruit i'm technically allergic to it but it's fine 
Well, damn it. <laughs> Look, I'm not on the clock, so if Look, you go into my, anaphylactic shock, I, it's not that's an anaphylactic reaction. <laughs> I have an EpiPen somewhere. <laughs> that's, I have one somewhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in one of those purses over there or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Mine is somewhere. I don't even know where it's at. Um, my tongue's not itching. We're fine. <laughs> Hey, but wouldn't that be cool and like unique for the podcast? Oh my gosh, yeah. We totally would go viral during a recording. Yeah, I'll just record the rest of it on the way to the hospital. (laughs) I'll start videotaping (laughs) since we don't. That'll be our YouTube debut. (laughs) Um, At least we would make a um, make a. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. We'd make a splash. Yeah, make a splash. Yeah. Karen and Georgia would have to notice us. <laughs> Karen and Georgia were doing this for you. <laughs> we gave her grapefruit so she would have an allergic reaction and you would notice us. This is all for your attention. Love me. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? I feel like there are people out there that actually, like, want to go viral and shit so bad they would do something stupid Obviously, like they do stuff because – stupid shit because they're sitting there eating habanero peppers oh and God, doing all those stupid things that they did, like the ice bucket challenge and whatnot because they want to go viral – or the cinnamon challenge oh, and all yeah. that stupid shit. They could never. Because they want to go viral and – Did Oh, damn. Excuse you. <laughs> no, I think it was a truck or something. Oh. That was rude. <laughs> Did you ever, like, I just remembered, like, the cinnamon challenge happened a lot at, like, church camp things, but also, like, the milk gallon challenge. I don't know what that is. Like, literally, you try and chug an entire thing of milk in, Mm. like, ten minutes or some shit. That sounds disgusting. They just projectile vomited everywhere. Because I hate milk, so I could not. Like, I couldn't even take, like... I couldn't even drink a glass. Like, I like milk with things, but not just on its own. Like, I'll dip my cookie in it, but yeah. in my, or my Oreo, but I'm not going to sit there and drink milk. Like, I like it with cereal. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, like, distracted by shake This is a very off-the-rails episode. Look. <laughs> this is called, we have uh, the attention span of a squirrel. Yes. It's fine. We'll blame it on the booze. <laughs> okay. Um... I think I'm going to skip the synopsis this time because it's just like a continuation of the, yeah, of the, last, the, of the last book. Yeah, the last book. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, this one picks up right where uh, it ends with us ends <laughs> um, with Atlas and um, Lily Bloom, Lily Bloom uh, reuniting after 11 months after she's had her child and she drops her child off with Ryle. Yep. And um, so some of this book takes place from Atlas's point of view. Which was interesting because yeah. we didn't get that in the first book at all. It yeah. was all from Lily's perspective. Yes. And it just went back and forth from her diary entries diary entries in the past yes. and her uh, current day uh, issues. Yeah. I liked it. I like um, I like it when authors do that if they can do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like a male writing from a female's perspective or vice mm-hmm. versa. Um, and I think obviously she's a great writer, so sure. she did a great job with it. Yep. Um, and it was interesting to see like how Atlas viewed the different situations because you do get some flashbacks um, and you get his perspective on like how Lily – he gets to see how Lily viewed their time together and yeah. how different it was from how he viewed it. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it definitely has some flashbacks to the previous book, um, which 
is has a lot of domestic violence so again uh just kind of like a trigger warning mm -hmm. um there's not as much of that in here um and so you don't necessarily have to worry too much about it but it does uh, have some flashbacks to the first book that does so yeah. just a fair warning overall the tone's a lot lighter in this book definitely that's the one thing that i did really like that i wrote down was like overall the book was a lot lighter yeah it was um more of like a feel-good kind of you know, giving them the happy ending that they deserve. Yeah. And not really putting them through too much more shit. Right. Um, so, yeah, it picks up right where they left off. And, um, and basically, she is going to text him. And she's taking her sweet-ass time and overthinking it like a 12-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think I remember doing the same thing, like, whenever I was, like, 13 or 14 For years sure. old. And I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever. It was really you? funny that um, Atlas uses his friend's Brad's son. His name is Theo for As a therapist. therapist. He's yes. like 12. He's like, I want to be a therapist when I get older. And Atlas is like, cool, let's practice right now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> his, uh, yeah, his little therapist is 12 years old. So, I mean, yeah. I guess getting therapy wherever you can, but a professional would probably be more reasonable. But Look, that kid had some good advice. He really did, though. I mean, honestly, I was kind of thinking I want him to be my therapist. Right. Too. I was like, you know what? This kid's wise. He's like, Atlas, you need to quit being a little bitch. And just take the reins. Stop yeah. being so cheesy. <laughs> exactly. Like all his little fish puns were yeah, the best. That's the thing is the kid did not understand that they had like these little fish puns because they watched Finding Nemo. Yeah. Dory just keeps swimming, all that good stuff. Again, I'm still really annoyed with uh, Lily's daughter, Emerson Dory. Dory's her middle name. Yeah. That um, um, I feel like is the most justifiable anger that Ryle had is when he found out that the middle name is Dory, Dory because yes. of that. I was just like, you know what, Ryle, you're right about this one. I mean, That's I honestly stupid. was kind of thinking the same thing because he was aggravated that, yeah, so he was aggravated that the middle name was Dory, which is like a secret thing that, not really secret anymore because yeah. he knows, but but was like a thing between her and Atlas. And so I would be kind of disrespected too. Like, yeah. it's my kid, they have my last name, but you're throwing your ex-boyfriend's right. um, memento in there, right. basically. That'd be like me throwing something in, yeah, my, like a next relationship if I named it. Yeah, like I mean, that it, would just be odd. Yeah, it's just it's weird, a little disrespectful, but you know whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So Lily and Ryle are finally divorced, um, mm -hmm. and Lily has full custody, of course, but he gets visits with Emerson two days per week. Yeah, um, on just during the day, no overnights at this point in time. Yeah, she makes it a point to um, kind of hammer home that she's not comfortable mm -hmm. with Emerson staying with mm -hmm. him overnight, which makes sense because sure. he does have a temper, and you know, until and a history he, of abuse. Yeah, and you know, I've I've totally agree with that. I sure. feel like until he could prove that he would be able to keep his temper in check, mm -hmm. like, and it hasn't been that long. It's only been like eleven months, right? At this point, and so it's you know hasn't been an easy situation yeah. even since the divorce and since they're not living together so obviously that um concern is still there so yeah. definitely validated um and i feel like a lot of times in situations you may hear about with abuse and things like that like a lot of times it is just regulated to the spouse and doesn't spill over to the kids but mm -hmm. there's always that time it does yeah. I and mean, it even happened with lily's mom and dad like there was one time he was literally choking her mom and mm -hmm. she stepped in and he threw her off and she had to get nine stitches. So yeah. it's like, 
you know. It's always a possibility. Yeah. You can't rule it out, um, especially whenever the violence tends to escalate. Oh, for like sure. Like we saw in the last book. For sure. Um, but yeah, and so Lily is still running her business. Lily Blooms, the floral shop, and mm-hmm. business is booming, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, she's just trying to be a badass bitch and run her own business and be a good mom, stay caffeinated, stay hydrated and get laid and not look homeless. And I'm like, girl, aren't we all? I know. Right. (laughs) Um, It was nice to see kind of like what goes on in Atlas's day to day a little bit too. He opened up another restaurant. Two restaurants. I don't remember what the new one's called. Bibbs was his first one. Yeah. Um, It starts with a C. I bet I could look it up. But it's called Corrigan's. Corrigan's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So fancy schmancy. With his two <laughs> restaurants. How the fuck did I forget that? I mean, honestly, the only reason I remembered is because you told me it starts with a C. Literally his last I'm name. In, I'm looking through my notes and I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't write it down. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, it's his last so name. Corrigan's. So, <laughs> yeah, so he opens up a nature restaurant. Two restaurants. Um, and he's got some break-ins yeah. happening. Um, some graffiti that was like, Alice, you're an asshole. W-H-O-L-E. I thought that was hilarious. A ass. <laughs> I think, doesn't his friend even make that joke or something? Like, maybe remember. they mean like they're, you're a whole ass or something. <laughs> I don't I remember. It's been a minute since I read this and I did not reread it beforehand. Uh, um, yeah, so that was pretty as funny. As usual, very prepared. Yeah. But yeah, so. it's so a little mystery. Who's breaking in? Who's breaking in? <laughs> who's vandalized? So like, Somebody keeps uh, vandalizing bibs. Yeah. And the new restaurant has a nice security system. Yeah. Um, so they're not getting like as yeah. uh, vandalized. But yeah, asshole breaking in, stealing croutons as you do. Yeah, I know. I thought that was really <laughs> I'm funny. like, shit, I, like, I love croutons. <laughs> and so honestly, my favorite part of a salad is literally like the crouton, the bacon bits, the cheese, and the ranch. Yeah. And so honestly, Same. I could do without the lettuce and spinach and all that healthy shit. You know what I've been doing um, instead of croutons, though, is like these garlic pepper crispy onions. That I buy from Gar- they're so you fancy bitch, good. bitch. They're great. You're gonna, I'm gonna, I'll show it to you later. Garlic um, shout out crisp. to Kroger for these. <laughs> Is it the one that's in like the little green bag? Um, these are in like a little white bag, but they're over like by the produce and oh, okay. stuff. I think um, I picked up like where you similar. can buy like the minced garlic and stuff. I yeah. think they have some and they're different brands. Okay, whatever, yeah, yeah. I think I picked up some similar because oh, like little crispy so onions. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes, I put them in like all my bowls and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's so why I'm good. But anyway, moral of the story is, is it just give me the toppings. Yes. And the, and the dressing. Yes. And I don't need the lettuce and the carrots and the healthy shit. Oh, there's a fire roasted poblano ranch from private selection. And I think you said that they do homemade oh. croutons too. And so if they're homemade yeah. croutons, best believe if I break into a restaurant, that's the first thing I'm going for. Yeah, like later on, he was like, these are the best croutons I've ever had in my life. I was like, I would, I would like to try those croutons. <laughs> Can I have some? <laughs> um, but yeah, so who's vandalizing? We don't know yet. Um, but obviously, they know it's kind of like directed towards Atlas because it says Atlas. <laughs> You're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. W h o l e. A whole entire ass. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there, I don't know. I feel like a lot happened in this book, but then not a lot happened. Yeah. And it was a little bit slower in like the progression of Lily and Atlas, like getting together. Like you obviously know they're going to get together. And I think I was just kind of like, okay, when's it going to actually happen? Mm -hmm. But it makes sense too, because they're trying to figure out, like, she's still trying to navigate, um, what divorce looks like from Ryle and like dealing with the custody issues and mm-hmm. trusting him. Being he's, a single mom. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. still flying off the handle every once in a while. You know, it's like it seems like he's gotten um, a bit of a better grip on mm-hmm. his anger. 
um, at least to the point where it was where he had walked away that time before. Like it sure. seems to be back in that space, but it's still like a scary moment. Sure, yeah. Um, and so she doesn't want to try and anything with Atlas and have Ryle find out. Like she's trying right. to navigate like when he should find out because she knows he's gonna fly yeah. off the handle. Yeah, because it's just going to um, you know, basically it's going to set back a lot of their progress that they've made so right. far. And so, and obviously she's still scared of him. Um, so, you know, there's never really a good time to tell your abuse ex husband that you're dating somebody right. else, especially your high school boyfriend that he was very insecure about in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> and then he seems to kind of think that like they could still make it work. Like yeah. if he can just prove to her that he's like got his anger that under he's doing control. Better, he's under control, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, they all say that, but definitely, you know. Yeah, he proves a time or two. He never actually lays hands on her again. I mm-hmm. think he maybe pushes her, like, corners her one Yeah, time, he, like, pushes but... her up against the door at one yeah. point. She does get really upset. Um, But he doesn't, you know, physically yeah. do anything, I guess, besides that, which is still abuse in a form. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, so um, Atlas and Lily do finally go on a date, <laughs> and she sleeps through most of it. <laughs> Which was funny. And I can sympathize because one time. I thought that was hilarious. One time Dan and I went to the movies and we were watching like some three. Oh, it was like a three hour long movie. It was um, yeah. the Avenger movie that came out a few years. Sorry. I know. I'm not. I'm not, It's just not my thing. I just got shot in the heart. Is this how our podcast ends? Oh, God. Wait, no. Our podcast already ended because. Oh, yeah. What do we have a dispute over? Mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Because she wants baked Fancy original mac and cheese. I like, will fuck take, no. I will take Velveeta shells and cheese all day. Okay, but nothing beats a good homemade mac and cheese. No, no. Just get, don't even come at me. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh my God. Don't come at me with that homemade oven baked four cheese. Crumble, like bread crumbles on the real top. cheese. No. Mm. Velveeta <laughs> shells and cheese. Don't give real me nothing else. cheese. Don't. Again, you're, again, people are trying to sit there and fix fucking shit that ain't broken. I'll agree to disagree. You can have your opinion about mac and cheese and think that I'm wrong. And I'll think you're wrong for falling asleep on Endgame. Okay, sorry. Or Infinity War. It, I think it was Endgame. And so, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, so we went to the movies and I fell asleep during the movie. I was, I was really tired and it was, it was like probably, I think at that point it was probably past like eight o'clock and you know, that's my bedtime because I'm a yeah. granny. I think so, I spent maybe 10 minutes of that movie not crying out of those three hours and the other two hours and 50 minutes I was crying. <laughs> Either happy or sad. I just remember waking up for the ending whenever Robert Downey Jr. like Uh, faded away. I love you, 3000. (laughs) (laughs) I could start an entire podcast about Marvel and just be yelling into the mic the entire time about my opinion. So be looking out for Shalina's second podcast or third or fourth or fifth or however many we've said that we're going to create at this point. It's going to be her Marvel podcast. It's just going to be why I'm right about Marvel and all of you are wrong. Maybe you can have Sam Cindy on that one. You. Maybe. I feel like we would just argue a lot of the time, though. Probably. And, and make for good drama. If people sit there and watch Selling Sunset, then they'll be willing to That's listen to true. that. I, I, like. I do watch Selling Sunset. I do, too. I can't say That's shit. That's going to be the 12th podcast we start. It's our Selling Sunset podcast. <laughs> um, we're going to be going through episodes of uh, Selling, Sun- Selling Sunset. And not going to lie, I do follow most of them on the gram. I follow and a couple. Do you follow Chrishell? No. 
So, honestly, like, if you go back and watch, like, the older seasons, which there's not that many seasons, but, like, mm-hmm. season one compared to, like, now, I really think Chriselle looks a lot better in season one. Oh, yeah. Because she just looked healthier. Mm-hmm. And she was a little bit fuller. Mm-hmm. And then now she's looks it's over the emaciated. Top. It's almost like the Heidi yeah. Montag of it all. But... I don't know. But, Not that extreme, but yeah. But very, yeah, very, very different now versus then. Yeah. Anyway, but whatever. That's just my side story. Yeah. And she, now she's date, dating G Flip. Um, and I like G Flip. So. Oh, did she divorce her husband? Chriselle? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Who are you thinking about? I don't know. Um, the one blonde girl. Heather. No. Musa. The the like main bitch or whatever. Oh, Christine. Quinn. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I'm assuming – I think she left, and like, in the last season, like, at the end, yeah. she left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we haven't heard much about her. I was thinking about that. But, yeah, Chris. Also follow her, too. Yes. And I follow her uh, Instagram where she, like, sells clothes. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Not that I'll ever buy any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> but uh, so, where were we? Okay, so uh, they went the on first a date. date. She fell asleep. And he reads about their first kiss. Like yeah, her she lets him read, yeah, she lets him read uh, one of her diary entries um, from whenever she was a teenager writing about him. And those, I feel like those parts were the only times that I was bored because they really were just like excerpts from the other book, basically. And so I appreciated that he got to read so many of them so he could see like her side of the story sure. and how she felt about everything. But I was kind of just like speed reading through those, mm-hmm. especially because I had just reread It Ends With Us. Right. And then immediately started this one. Then it was just like, okay, I don't need to do this yeah. again. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll just speed read through this. But um, I think he feels like in a way she kind of romanticized it. Excuse me. A little bit. Um most girls do. Right. And I think he was just in such a bad place because we didn't talk about it, but he, um, I think, reveals to her that he was like, he had gone to that house to commit suicide. And then he saw. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we found that out in that first book, did we? I don't know. I can't remember because I read them too close together. <laughs> I, think, I think we find that out in the second book. I wrote it in my other notes. Because he writes her a note too. Yeah. He writes her basically like a diary entry even though he doesn't have a diary, but he writes her one like in this moment yeah. for her to read. Yeah. And, um, and explains, I can't remember. I wrote it on the that, notes that. for the other book, but I can't remember if he just like mentioned it in that one and went into depth in this one or whatever. But he was going to commit suicide, but he saw her um, light come on and like saw her reflection and he was kind of like really taken with her. And so he credits her with saving his life in that moment, which I thought was very sweet. Oh yeah. I I did write down somewhere that we later read that Lily, you know, in quotes saved him. Yeah. And, uh, and that he clings to her like a life vest, which I don't necessarily think is like the healthiest thing, but I guess whenever you're a teenager (laughs) and you know, you both come from pretty shitty, um, families. Yeah. You know what? What else are you supposed to do? It's easy to create security blankets out of people. Sure. I feel. Um, Especially when, like, they harbor safety and, like, show you safety and comfort. Yeah, definitely. That whole thing. Yeah. Um, Really easy to do. But, But, um, yeah, that first first date was funny. They take it, like, hella slow, mm -hmm. which is nice, I suppose. Sure. Um, But, obviously, they're crazy about each other. Yeah. they end up um, 
getting laid at her apartment. Yeah. And then Raul comes the next morning <laughs> to <laughs> the breast milk thing. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. What are we talking about? <laughs> when he's like, they're hooking up. He's oh, and she's nipples. leaking. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, leaks yeah. everywhere. Awkward. She gets all embarrassed. That's so funny. She's like, I don't care, girl. <laughs> I mean, I would be a little weirded out, but you know. Yeah. I guess it's not weird if you're a mom and then you're like, oh, no, that's natural. But at the same time, I'm kind of, I don't have kids. So, yeah. Whatever. Um, But yeah, and so Rob comes the next day to pick up Emerson, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of sle- sees like clothes laying around and he gets all huffy. Extra wine glass. Yeah, the extra wine glass. And he gets all huffy and puffy. Puffy and puffy. And um, anyway, and then he's mad also, too, that she asks for her house key back and mm-hmm. – because he had it for the purpose of Emerson, allegedly, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, again, take all this with a grain of salt, because <laughs> this is just what <laughs> we can remember, not necessarily fact. <laughs> take all this with uh, allegedly in front of it. <laughs> um, so in the midst of all this drama, Atlas's mom, Sutton, shows up looking for his younger brother, Josh. Yeah. And he has not seen his mom since she kicked him out whenever he was, like, 18. Yeah. And he had no idea he had a brother. Yeah. <laughs> he had no idea that he had a younger brother who's, like, 12, yeah. I think, at the time. Yeah. Um, um, and obviously she's a terrible mother. Yeah. Um, abusive household. Because apparently he's been gone for, like, two or three weeks at this point. Yeah. And – She's just now. Like, she's – she comes to him because she's like, I need help finding him because I'm going to go to jail for him being true. Yeah, which is school. why she hasn't gone to the police. Right. So great parenting. Come yeah. On. She's a lot more worried about the fact that she'll get in trouble for him not going Speaking to school than anything parenting, else. Have you seen that the new documentary over Casey Anthony? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I refuse. But I refuse. I don't know. Part of me wants to watch it because I'm like this dumb bitch, but also don't want to give like the satisfaction or because, you know, she's making some kind of money off of this. And so I don't want to be contributing to the views to where. I just had that discussion with a friend of mine last night because we were talking about it because she watched it. And I was like, we were talking about like that compared to like the Dahmer show because sure. I did watch that mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah I did too I understand where people get upset because the families don't get anything from that mm-hmm. and it is you know still something for profit but I still feel like that holds a lot more value in showing like he did this mm-hmm. on purpose and they I feel like they did a good job I feel if I had something that horrible happen to someone in my family, I would much rather them do something like Dahmer mm-hmm. than to have the person that um, give her her whole entire documentary. Where yes. she would share her side. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no, like mm-hmm. if this would never happen. But if the mom of one of my nieces and nephews killed like one of my nieces and nephews got away with it and mm-hmm. then came out and did a documentary later i would be fucking livid yeah no I would be but pissed. if they made a story about it and it emphasized like the victims and how it affected mm-hmm. everyone around those people the families and all that stuff i would feel a lot more comfortable with that right. and so i feel more comfortable watching things like Dahmer as opposed to that line ass bitch <laughs> yeah um i agree 100 because uh yeah because at least the Dahmer show it really showed like the victims and i feel yeah. like it p- portrayed them well and it 
portrayed the negligence of the police. Yes. Um, and the biases that you know were very prominent and still are to this day at yeah. the um, at that time. And uh, but anyway, and so that was just a little side note. Another side note of documentaries. Did you watch the Killer Sally documentary? I did. Okay, so domestic abuse again um, is the theme of this book, but. And so that's the theme of the um, Netflix documentary yeah. on um, Sally and Ray McNeil. Yeah. And anyway, who were bodybuilders and domestic abuse and she killed him and she's in jail. Yeah. So, it was wild. Which I think is insane. Mm-hmm. So, but whatever. Yeah. That was a wild story. Yeah. Wild and once again, victim blaming, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Sad. So very back on the story. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Tangents again. This one is so easy, I think, to derail from because it's a lot lighter yeah. and like it's really just like a short little blurb of Atlas mm-hmm. and Lily getting together that like you can't derail on such a heavy book. Right. And this one is just like, you know, this mm-hmm. reminds you. There's of a this. lot of other. Yeah, this is a lot lighter, so we can derail and go on tangents yeah. all we want. And if you don't like it, listen to a different podcast. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Sutton shows up looking for Josh. Yeah. He found out he had a brother. So then um, he realizes, too, that Sutton always said asshole or spelled it the same way Josh did. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to kind of look back at the security footage and realizes that whoever is doing it is really, really young. Yeah. And so it could very well likely be Josh. Yeah. So Atlas starts... Um, he does like a stakeout. Yeah, stakeout at the restaurant mm-hmm. and because he feels like he's going to come back that night. And lo and behold, he does. He catches him red-handed. In, in the act of trying to spray paint on the building again. And he's he like, like comes up behind him and like tells him that he's holding the spray Yeah, he's like, you're holding it wrong. You're going to get dripping everywhere. <laughs> like not even mad, like not mad, not upset. Yeah. Just be like, you're holding it wrong, dude. That's yeah. freaking vandalized. This is how you do it. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was cute. And it just kind of shows Atlas's character and the yeah. fact that he obviously feels for him and knows that um, what he's going through. So Yeah, he's in a shitty situation and he just wants to help him out. Yep. Um, so he kind of tries to earn his trust a little bit and um, I think he brings him in, feeds him, like mm-hmm. assures him, like I had no idea you existed or I wouldn't have left you in this situation. And um He's trying to do the right thing by him. Yep. And uh, and so Josh's dad was Sutton's boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Whenever they kicked Atlas out and he was abu- super duper abusive to Atlas and um, to his mom. Mm-hmm. So um, basically Josh wants to meet his dad and Alice doesn't want to take the excitement away from him and like doesn't basically doesn't want to speak negatively about him and say, look, no, he's a shitty person. Yeah. You don't want to meet him. And so he does eventually take um, Josh to meet his dad. And all they do is really like go to the neighborhood and they like see his truck. And that's where Josh kind of like starts to have like a breakdown because he always pictured his dad like, you know, disabled or without a car or something like that to where he couldn't physically come see him, but he's had a truck this whole entire time where he could leave and come see him if he wanted to. Like, he very easily could have come and visited him, and it just, like, is, like, the last little – it takes away his last little bit of hope that, you know, his dad actually would want to be a part of his life. And so he comes to that conclusion on his own, which I thought was 
good of Atlas to let him do that. Yeah. You know. And not try to, you know. Just be like, hey, he's a piece of shit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he let him realize he's a piece of shit on his own. Yeah. So. He didn't try to change his mind. And, like, obviously he didn't want him to leave, you know, leave his apartment or leave his house. Right. Um, He wanted to, Josh to stay with him. But also he wanted him to, you know, have the chance um, mm-hmm. to, you know, meet his dad and be with him if he could. Yeah. And uh, and so that was pretty heartbreaking. But really, that was the worst part of the whole entire book. Like, yeah. as far as, like, sadness goes, that was the saddest part. The rest yeah. of it was really light, which was great. It was. It was really cute. Theo and Josh's um, friendship was really cute. Mm-hmm. And Theo kind of, like, coming out a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Theo, his 12-year-old therapist, uh, is kind of um, hinting at some um, – Let's see. He's kind of hinting at the fact that he may or may not be not interested in girls. Yeah. And so Atlas is kind of keeping his secret, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but he does tell him you should probably tell your dad. He'll be perfectly fine with it, whatever. And so Theo's just kind of struggling with, you know, this identity crisis Mm -hmm. um, and where he's at. And, you know, is this normal or whatever? Um, And so, but luckily Atlas reassures him and is really um, a great friend to him. Yeah. So the patient becomes the therapist <laughs> yeah and there was a cute little moment where it like got mentioned or something like that i think in front of josh and josh is just like okay and- yeah jo- yeah, josh, and he, yeah so theo and josh become friends they're in the same school theo is worried about like what josh would think and josh josh is just like i don't give a shit yeah that's so cool i, so I that, that was, was great cute. i love that yeah um it reminded me of my own reactions anytime i've had a friend like come out to me i'm like cool. i don't give a shit yeah <laughs> thanks for telling me like i get that was a big thing for you and i appreciate appreciate you yeah, like, coming true. to me with it but I don't care yeah, that's so. great. <laughs> I'm sorry you stressed over telling yeah, me because right. it was not necessary no definitely not um so um Shalina I have something to tell you no I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hey, let's have it girl <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so definitely not near as much drama in this book as there was in the first oh. one which I really don't mind um yeah. and so yeah um, I wrote down Boolenial because I thought that was really funny. Like Lily refers to herself as like a cross between a boomer and a millennial because <laughs> she like feel, can't like get it. something to work or something like that. And I just thought that I was understand. funny. I understand. I literally just wrote down LOL Boolenial. <laughs> That's kind of what and I then am. ride or die stupid because I think they have a conversation like her and Alyssa have a conversation about like ride or die friends and how those are stupid. Like you need the friends that are just going to tell you like call you on your shit. Yeah, and call I was you like, yeah. you know what? That's that's fair because you don't need someone that's just going to go along with you to right. the end. Like you need someone to stop you and be like you're being a fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so you know, ride or die is great and all, but you need somebody that's going to be the voice of reason and uh, tell you when you're being a dumb bitch. Yeah. And that is me. Yeah, same. I will try and do it in a nice way if the situation sure. calls for it, but yeah. sometimes I'm just like, stop it. You're being dumb. Well, and if the situation <laughs> warrants it, then of course I'll be a ride or die. Yeah. But if it's stupid, then I'm going to be like, no, this is stupid. Yes, exactly. But, you know, whatever. Um, And so basically, oh, yeah. And so at one point, Lily, Alyssa, and Marshall have an intervention with Ryle. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. they do. And he, because he loses his shit, like him and Atlas have another confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a punch involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a punch involved, and uh, Atlas won't hit him back, and he's just like defeated, and he's basically like, "Dude, you got to get your shit together because mm-hmm. you're not like you're gonna lose your daughter and stuff too right. if you don't stop." Yeah, so he's resistant um, but reluctantly agrees. Yeah, 
I think to go to anger management, mm-hmm. something like that, which oh yeah, yes, to go to like ago. anger management. <laughs> or something. Yeah, definitely should have been doing like for the whole entire like last two years. But, yeah, you know, for whatever. sure. Um, and at, and then another kind of intervention since uh, Atlas lays down the law with his mom and tells mm-hmm. her that he will take her to court um, if he needs to, but uh, if she will just basically sign over her rights to Josh to him. Then she can come and have dinner with them every Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, so she basically agrees. Um, I think she only ends up showing up like yeah. Once that or was the sad like part. That. She only ends up showing up like once or twice. Yeah. Um, but you know that's to be expected, I guess. With uh, you know, shitty parents. Shitty parents. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't be a shitty parents. I know. <laughs> um. So they, yeah. I mean, Lily and Atlas, they go through their courtship. There's a lot of little cute moments, you know, little hard moments with dealing with Ryle and everything. Emerson loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up getting married. Yeah, they move in together. Then they, like, set the limit of, like, they can live together for six months before he can propose or something. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, a year or something. Else. Yeah, it ends up being a year total. Like, yeah, they yeah. have to date for six months before they move in or something like mm-hmm. that. And something then six that. months from then, they... He can propose. Me and Dan just did it all at once. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's overall a really cute story. I did write down a quote that I thought was nice. It's monsters can't survive without a heart beating inside their chest. Yeah. And um, I just thought that was really poignant because you do see like the heart side of Ryle a lot. Mm -hmm. Because he is salty about the whole entire situation. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't feel comfortable, of course, with Emerson moving in with Atlas. Yeah. Um, but he does, I think he like shows up to like where they bring like help move stuff or something and he is in the car. He doesn't get out, but just the fact that he showed up, I think Marshall said was really, uh, you know, what's the word? Was really, you know, like a sign. Yeah. Like a really really good, yeah. Sign of progress. Yeah. was really big for him. Um, Um, and so, yeah, we, we got some closure. Yeah. Overall, um, just really hopeful. Like, you can see her kind of setting up to where, like, Lily and Atlas get to be in that healthy, happy relationship. They're building their own little family. And then, you know, um, hopefully things progress with Ryle to where mm-hmm. it can be as cordial as it can be. Yeah, it gives us hope with the way that he um, really does well in the end that yeah. things are only going to go up from there. Yeah. And so I liked that because Lily and Atlas finally got their happy ending. Yeah. They're together, you know, like we wanted them to be, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And this was not near as much as like an emotional roller coaster of drama. No, yeah, definitely. Which was not. great. So didn't, she wasn't really playing with my feelings this time. Yeah. Cause like I was saying the last time when I was reading it ends with us, like I was in it with Ryle for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Because. I was just very in it. I was reading it fast. And then after, like I said, the first one, I was like, ooh. Mm -hmm. The whole entire time, I was just like, no. And then definitely (laughs) after the second time, I was like, yeah, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit. You know, because everyone says I would never get into a situation like that. But even me just reading it. Yeah. I could see yeah, you were how I could have gotten in yeah. that situation. And you, and you were justifying it too. You're kind of like, right. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was you like, know, you can see that. Yeah, so, like I could see how it, it might have been an accident. Yeah, but. it opens up your eyes to a lot. And yeah. So I am glad that we got the little bit of closure. I don't think it was 100% necessary, but it's nice to have. I think, but yeah, I think she wanted to give the closure because yeah. 
we don't really get that from any of the other books. And this right. has obviously been this and Verity have been the most popular book. Yeah, of it ends with us and this um, Verity, but. And so definitely it was the ending that everybody was like demanding. Do you think she would have done it if her books hadn't gotten so popular? I don't think she would have had the population of her fan base yeah. not been like so adamant for it. Yeah, basically like begging <laughs> yeah. for, you know, something, some kind of closure or some yeah. kind of ending just because of the way that she left it off. And so maybe she did leave it off like on purpose, yeah. you know, for the intent or possible intent in the future of writing um, the sequel. And so, but maybe not. Maybe it was just you could infer that they were going, everything was going to be hunky-gory and be perfectly fine. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny that she did this, like, very closed, mm-hmm. happy ending. And then with Verity, Verity it, was, it, was just, it was just more so, questions. Yes, it was so vague. <laughs> we are talking about the extended chapter of Verity, which if you haven't listened to, go listen to our first episode. Yes. We talk about Verity, the book, and then the extended chapter that she just recently released. Oh, but. Yeah. Uh, no, no spoilers in this episode for that, but, you know, basically just saying there wasn't a lot of, it ain't no closure. You thought you were going to get some closure and some answers and you did not. Um, you came into it even more confused or you left it even more confused. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's great. But no, it was a cute, it was a cute read. All right. Scale scale of one to 10. I would say probably like seven. I'd give it an eight. Yeah. I'm a little bit more generous. Yeah. Again, it's a Colleen Hoover book, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to love the way that it's written. It's going to be an easy read. I'm going to enjoy reading it, even if I don't enjoy a lot of the aspects of the story. Mm -hmm. And I did enjoy a lot of the aspects of the story. I thought it was a little bit heavy on the backtracking, but again, that's probably just because I read it immediately after the first one. I think if there was more time apart, then I wouldn't have minded it quite as much. Um, But it was, it was very cute. Very yeah, cute story. Good. Very light-hearted read. Yes. Um, I mentioned this in last week's episode, but I'll go ahead and throw it in there again um, because it this is the topic of domestic violence. But um, if you or someone you know um, has been affected by this, you can call 1-800-799-7233. That last four digits is S-A-F-E. Or you can text 88788. So very important. Indeed. Very important. Very good resource. Um, But yeah. And so this is uh, the week of Christmas. So. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Yeah. If you celebrate it, have a Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate this month. Um, Bah humbug if you don't. Yeah. If you want to be a Grinch or a Scrooge, you can do that too. I am. You're a Scrooge? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I try and get out of it. Retail just really fucking ruined it, I mean, it me. did. I remember, like, the whenever I worked at – I think I might have mentioned this in a previous episode. Whenever I worked at Airpostle and they yeah. had, like, a set CD that we played on repeat. Oh, and God, it was, yeah. like, during the holiday season for some reason. I guess Demi Lovato's Skyscraper was yeah. popular. And so every other song, it was all oh, for Christmas God. is you. Yeah, you know, the Queen, Mariah Carey. Yeah. And uh, then Skyscraper by Demi Lovato. Jesus Christ. It was very frustrating, very annoying. <laughs> when I worked at DSW, we played literally five different versions of Last Christmas. Oh, God. And they were all horrible. <laughs> and I heard that song legitimately like 28 times a day, like mm-hmm. in a shift. And it was I hate that song so much now. Good times. It's just like my Christmas experiences with my family and stuff and being young were always lovely. Mm -hmm. My mom 
was a single mom part of the time. I had a great stepdad. Um, I, I have warm and fuzzy feelings when it comes to Christmas. Sure. But the commercialization of it Not has much. killed me. And then, honestly, I grew up on the Temptations and Jackson 5 Christmas music. And most of the shit they play in the stores is just not as good. No. Okay? It's just not. It ain't got no soul. I was All right. I don't want to hear that no, shit. I was driving this <laughs> the other day, leaving the gym the other morning. And um, Jackson 5 um, – what is it? I saw Mama. Oh, yes. And I was like, it's so good. I know. I love it. And like, so, yeah, I agree. I like the older Christmas songs. Yeah. And I just can't, I don't know. I, I tried muster. Really I got my twinkly ones. lights going. Okay. I got my you little do. baby got, light up Christmas got, tree. You got a little Christmas tree. Got some little lights. And got some ornaments over here. I like this it. This is my second Christmas out of haul, like out of retail. So I'm, I'm starting to get it back a little bit, yeah. but I just like to. Yeah, care. you will. You'll get there. But me, like, I would have my Christmas decorations up on Halloween if Dan would let me. Yeah. So I, I just like the decorations and I like the, like, like giving gifts. Yeah. And which I haven't bought any Christmas gifts at this point. Just a couple. I bought one for my mom and that's probably all I'm going to do. Where's mine, bitch? I mean, I could get you something. Okay. <laughs> I accept non, I accept Velveeta shells and cheese. I was about to say, I'm going to get you baked mac and cheese. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I will riot. I'll get you a Costco size thing of Velveeta shell and cheese. <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. mac and cheese. <laughs> hey, look, that's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, that's true. Costco size? Shit, I can eat on that all year. Oh, yeah. I well, freaking love Costco. Man. For a few weeks. Costco's great. See, I still have yet to go. I gotta take you to Costco sometime. Look, we got the Republican Sam's Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got Sam's Club and uh, that's about it. <laughs> as far as you know, mass buying goes. Yeah, but whatever. I get more excited about New Year's Eve. I do like New Year's. That's Eve. my holiday. I just don't like staying up till midnight. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm always awake. <laughs> I know you're always awake, but night shift will do that to you. But grandma, again, Grandma over here falling asleep during Marvel movies at 8 p.m. I know. I've always been a night owl though, so night shift is easy for me. It's just gotten progressively worse, obviously, since yeah. I've been on night shift. But I love New Year's Eve. It's my favorite freaking holiday. What do you do that's so fun besides drink? It's just being around friends and just like I don't know the vibe of New Year's Eve is always fun for me. Are you going to set any New Year's resolutions? Um, I mean, I kind of already have. I just have goals like I want to finish my BSN and then probably do some traveling. But um, that's really about it. I'm already started on fitness journey again. I've been set back because I was sick for a week, but we we ride at dawn. <laughs> Get it right back we on the come back tomorrow. <laughs> I did lose seven pounds. While you were sick? Yes. <laughs> wow. It's not the kind of progress I, I actually say, want, uh, but goals? Question mark. I, I don't I don't know if it's that's not, progress. It's not great for. progress. It's not the progress. As we're a dietitian, I don't necessarily condone that kind of weight loss, but that's okay. Literally, when I'm sick and I don't have an appetite, I get so sad. Like I miss food. Yeah. I'm like, all I want to do is eat. Yeah. And I can't eat. I think the only time I'm sick, like, or whenever I'm sick is the only time I don't have an appetite. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's how I know something's wrong. Yeah, if I don't have an appetite. If I'm not eating every five minutes, then you know something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, oh, our drinks are kind of festive, too, because we have these neutrals and it's cranberry. And hello, holidays. Yeah. Festive as fuck. There you go. 
We're just all up in the festivities. In Massachusetts, just likes to be festive with their drinks. Year there round. you go. Vodka cranberries. Last week was our fake Boston cream pie, and this week is our little cranberry drink. Our, you know, in quotes, Boston cream pie. <laughs> but whatever. All right, guys. I mean, that's really it. I feel like there's not just a whole, whole lot to say about this book. It yeah, was lovely. It was, it it was, was a sweet. light, quick, easy read yeah. and um, a pretty good book. You know, what are our takeaways, I guess, from this this book? Um, or our call to action? Don't settle, I guess. Yeah. Look for a look for an atlas, not a raw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team Atlas for sure. Definitely. Be like the 2022 version of twilight like yeah hashtag team ryle hashtag team atlas my god both of those i'm sure there's some were toxic yeah i'm sure there's some (laughs) girls out there that are all like yeah team ryle but hashtag team atlas i mean i was for a minute not gonna lie i was sucked in (laughs) and then i was like "Ooh, i need to talk to my therapist about this i need to go to therapy yeah so please help me i mean i guess if we're looking at like comparing it to twilight like who would Atlas be and who would uh, Raul be? Edward or Jacob? Oh, no. They're both terrible. As in Edward and Jacob. <laughs> they're both terrible. I don't know. They're both toxic. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. I just, but I'm also not a Twilight fan. Get out. <laughs> Again, this is how the podcast ends. I'm not. I Disputing over macaroni and cheese, Marvel, and Twilight. <laughs> I only watched the movies for Katie. Wow. Because I was not a fan. And I wore Harry Potter shirts to half of them. I don't know how she's still my friend. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> All I did was stroll her. Like, I read the books on a dare. Someone told me that I couldn't read them in a week. And I read books. them in four days. I like the books. I hated them. Wow. <laughs> Why? I, I don't Did like... Did you hate, like, the plot or, like, the writing? The writing. Thought, really? I thought Stephanie Meyer was good. I did not. I thought she was very childish in her writing. I mean, she is writing teeny bopper books. I know. And I also just, I hated how Bella was so blank so you could insert yourself in it. Like, I don't know. I felt like it was just very obvious what she was doing. The only thing that I wish she would have gone, like, instead of writing a book from Edward's point of view, I wish she would have gone into, like, more of the history of the Volturi. Because I feel like the world was good. Mm -hmm. And that's what I cared about more than, like, the romance but again i'm not a romance girl sure. like i want romance but you read colin hoover to be a little bit a part of the story but not the whole thing yeah you're right you're right that's why verity's my favorite because like the romance is a little side yeah it's just a little overall mm-hmm, a little batshit little craziness mm-hmm. <laughs> but no spoilers <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, um, thanks for listening and, um, you know, review, rate, subscribe, subscribe, follow, like, share, share, yeah, talk about us. That's, um, and then write a sky message. Yeah. Email some people. (laughs) Um, you know, pigeon message us, do whatever you want to do. DM Karen and Georgia for us. Yeah. Tell them that we need to be on the exactly right network. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram at books banter podcast. Um, and then send us messages. Let us know what books you think we should do next. Um, I think we've decided on what book we're actually doing next week. I think so. I started it today. Do you like it so far? 
I read like four pages, but I like to like it so far. Okay. All right. Four pages of um, We're Doing the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yes. And so all over book talk. And uh, so y'all be sure and listen to that. And um, we'll catch you on the flip side. Have a, you know, happy holidays. Happy holidays. And um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.